Hello, hello, hello. How y'all doing today? Today, today. Welcome to day 36. Welcome. Welcome. Today we're talking about a servant's heart. Uh, Our focus verse for today is Matthew 20 and 28. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day, another opportunity to come before you, O God. Another chance to say thank you, O Heavenly Father, for not only the love, O Heavenly Father, not only for the peace, not only for the joy, but thank you for your Son, O Heavenly Father, being the guiding light that we needed, O Heavenly Father, the example that we needed of a servant, O Heavenly Father, so that we would know how to serve, O Heavenly Father. So I thank you right now for this word, O God. Speak through me, O Heavenly Father. Use me in every facet that you want to use me, O Heavenly Father. You just get the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. One second. And today we're talking about a servant's heart, a servant's heart. Day 36. Let's go. You know, a servant's a servant is a servant in every aspect. A leader serves the people what God has saved, has given him or her. He or she is not a ruler by no means. If he or she rules, that means that they are not submitted because God didn't make man ruler. God made man a steward. Let's look at the definition of a ruler. Ruler. Means a person exercising government or dominion. Okay, now that sounds like what we're supposed to have. We're supposed to have dominion. And it sounds like it would be right, right? Let's look at a steward. A steward means to manage or to look after another's property. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. We are just stewards over what he has given us, right? Okay. Now, Matthew 20, 25 through 27. say you know that the rule, you know, that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be servant and whomever wants to be first must be your slave. For I say through grace given to me. To everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And I know I put two verses together, but that's what the concept that I get when I hear, you know, that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them. And their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave. And that says something to me. That speaks volumes to me. Because we should not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. But we should think soberly. Because it's not that God made us. Lord over people. It's not that he's given us dominion over people. And that's the thing. I think that 
sometimes we think, well, as a people, we think that as leaders, leaders have dominion over people, but that's not what God said. God said have dominion over the over the earth first, then over fish of the sea, birds of the air, and every living thing that creeps upon the face of the earth. Not man, not woman, but the earth and the things in it. But anyway, Philippians <clears throat> says that you should not look only to your own interests, but also the interests of others. Rulers have this persona that it's about them being served. But as a husband, the Bible tells the man to love his wife as Christ has loved the church that he gave himself for her. And we see that Christ had no place to lay his head in his servitude to the church. He was on a mission to get to the church everything it needed. So when his time was up, it would have learned enough to sustain. Serving is about sacrifice. It's about submission. The wife is the the wife is the husband's helpmeet. And it takes a real man to submit to the help. I say that again. It takes a real man to submit to the help. Yes, Jesus submitted himself for the growth of his bride. This is hard because it makes you question. Are you doing everything in your power for the growth of your bride? Are you giving up your selfish ambitions and your need to be right rather than submitting to the cause? Jesus listens to the church and goes and intercedes before the father. Are we listening to our wives and interceding before Jesus? Jesus was patient with the church to the point that he was like, you are not getting it. Then he was, then he had to say, how long must I suffer you? Or how long must I, how, how long must I be with you? Or how long must I suffer you faithless generation? Men, we have a duty to teach the wife just as Jesus taught the church. Jesus gave his time for her. His knowledge and wisdom for her. He gave up everything for her. And that's how we are to love our wives. When I look at the when I look at this, I question myself. Am I doing everything to better my wife so that she can excel in the thing that God has called her to? Does she have the necessary tools to successfully manage the household? Am I taking that extra minute to make sure her spirit is good and in right standing? Even so much that she is free from worry. Can she cast her cares on me or do I send her to God? Of course, her relationship should be just as strong with God as your relationship is. But are you serving the cause of the servant? Serving is the first step. And then God will see how many talents that he can trust you with. His word says that if you are faithful over a few things, he will make you rule over many. And I'm just wondering are we doing everything in our power to better the church? Jesus said, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Are we doing everything in our power to better the church or our wife? 
Jesus said he's coming back for a, a, a bride without spot or without blemish. Are you making sure that your wife has everything she needs so that she is spotless when that time comes? Are we doing everything in, in our, our, our personal? Are we doing everything in our that, that we have in us? Are we doing everything that we have to make sure everything turns out the way that it needs to turn out? You know, this was this was a real this was a real one for me. This 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 really this really hit home for me. And because it's a servant's heart. And if you don't take time to let that thing sink into your heart, if you don't take time to let it sink in to your mentality, if you don't take time to let that thing transform you, if you don't take time um, to let it do what it's supposed to do and you just give it away. Then what are you doing? I must be first partaker. I must be first partaker. And you know, and even though I feel like I have, I felt like I was doing everything in my power to make sure I was leading in, in the proper way. But when I began to look deeper into it, was I giving my wife the time that she needed? To empty out, you know, just as you do with God. Are you giving her the the necessary time that she needs to empty out everything that's in her so that you can minister to her emptiness? And that you can begin to fill her back up with the word of God. You see, that's what Jesus did for the church. When Jesus was taken, the disciples were distraught. And they and they emptied out. And when Jesus came back and they met him in Galilee, he filled them up. He filled them up. He filled them up until they were able to do church. Until they were able to be kingdom. To they was able to do what was necessary for the betterment of the people. And that's a servant's heart. It's to do everything necessary for the betterment of who you have been given stewardship over. Who you have been given stewardship over. <laughs> it's a servant's heart, baby. Sometimes you got to go that extra mile. Just to make sure. Christ's bride has what she needs when he comes. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for a servant's heart, oh, Heavenly Father. I thank you that we are coming into the understanding, oh, Heavenly Father, that it's not about, it's, it's not necessarily about, it's not necessarily only about the wife and the husband, but it is about your church. And if you are the husband and we are the bride, oh, Heavenly Father, are we doing everything that is necessary 
Are we doing everything that's necessary for who you've given us stewardship over? The same way you have given us everything that we need that pertains to life and to godliness. Are we doing everything for the ones that we have stewardship over? Lord Father, God, help us to walk this thing out, oh Heavenly Father. Help us to understand everything that your word is giving us, oh Heavenly Father. Help us to take it in, oh Heavenly Father. Soak it up like a sponge, oh God. Because we know that this right here is the light of your word, oh Heavenly Father. And it brings life into every area. Of our lives, O oh Heavenly Father. So I thank you, O oh Heavenly Father, that this word is made for correction, that this word is made for teaching, that this word is made to 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 push us and to grow us and to teach us, O oh Heavenly Father, everything that we need to know, because this is the hour that we are supposed to be moving forward in you. Lord God, I thank you for who you are, what you are doing, what you have yet to do, what you have done. Oh God, I thank you because you are God Almighty. Beside you, there is no other, oh Heavenly Father. Touch every heart, touch every mind, oh Heavenly Father. Fill us in the way that we need to be filled so that we can go out and do the work that you have called us to do, oh Heavenly Father. I thank you right now for the life in abundance, oh Heavenly Father. And I thank you for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Y'all have a blessed evening.